You are now listening to a Rabble Press podcast. Do you mean Theodore Roosevelt Lily the Third? Clock out, come home, and drink away to bash and burn the weekly plays. Douchey calls and sweaty balls, this is Scotch Sporting. I gotta put the finger guns in real tight because this camera's tighter. (laughs) (laughs) Tight cameras. Zing. I thought Diet Coke and Coke Zero were the same thing. They are definitely not the same thing. But why? So the the point of Diet Coke is here's Coke. Right. And we're making it sugar-free. We're making mm-hmm. it sugar free and I believe also calorie free. They're both, think, both I Coke, I Coke Zero is also cal- right. calorie free. And, and the funny thing is, is like th- when they brought out Coke Zero, they're like, hey, it's Coke Zero sugar. And it's like, but diet, yeah, the the diet Coke standing there, like, what the fuck about me, bro? I think people were looking for something that didn't taste like Diet Coke because they didn't like the taste of Diet Coke. And that's. That's and why that's I Coke went Zero to, to Coke Zero because yeah. I Did hate Diet the diet. Coke taste vastly different from Coke. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's like two different and products. Not, not to sound like, I, I hope people listening, I'm not some kind of, you know, Amish, Mormon, Plathville <laughs> person. I just, dark colas tend to give me headaches, so I have not had them since I was probably 10. So I genuinely don't know what they taste like. So I will just say that for my like childlike wondrous questions. What does Coke Zero taste like? Coke? Is the, it is is it now a third taste or is it close to tasting like regular Coke? It's it's a third, it's, it's a third taste, but it is closer to uh, closer to real Coke than than uh, Diet Coke than Diet Coke. Yeah, because my understanding when it came out, Coke was like, "Hey, we done fucked up with Diet Coke, but people like it, so we can't take it off the market." So here's a third thing that tastes more like like it's the same thing, but we fucked up the first one. So so I'll tell you this: when I when I did keto a few years ago, remember when I lost all that weight and now I've put it all back on. Um, you look great. And uh, anyways, so I, I when I when I went on, I stopped drinking um, pop altogether. I went completely water for probably about two months, where I didn't have any pop. So when I went. When I'm like, I had that, like, I need to have a pop. I need something carbonated. So I went and I got Coke Zero. And that first Coke Zero, if you told me it was a Coke, I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference because I'd been off so long. And as soon as I tasted it, I'm like, oh, this is literally just as good as regular Coke. And it tricked so- me. And then, and then, even now, I can still drink Coke Zero and be like, "Oh, this is still satisfying to me because it's still, you know." But it's it's like not me it's with not, my water root beer, right? But it's not Dr Pepper and cream soda. Come on, focus, focus. Winning combo, winning combo. There it is. Come on, you can focus. God damn this camera. Well, I won't focus. I do but love cream soda. Cream soda is the best. Okay, so I found two things when I googled why does Coke Zero exist. <laughs> Okay. His uh, Coke Zero was Coca Cola's largest project product launch in 22 years. Uh, it's marketed new Coke. as <laughs> it's marketed as having a taste that is indistinguishable from standard Coca Cola, right? As opposed to Diet Coke, which is a different flavor profile. And then I found on a Reddit message board, Diet Coke was created back when artificial sweeteners weren't as plentiful as they are today. Coca Cola engineers couldn't find a way to create a zero calorie version of Coke. So they said, screw it, and just made a zero-calorie cola that doesn't taste anything like Coke and named Diet Coke. 20 years later, they finally advanced the science of artificial sweeteners to to the point where they could meet their original goal, a zero-calorie soda that actually tastes like Coke. Yes. And and again, like I said, when when I stopped drinking Coke or any any pop products, and then when I went back and had a Coke Zero, I'm like, oh, I, I literally can't tell the difference. They didn't want to alienate their market base by just totally re-releasing Diet Coke with this new flavor, so they released it as a separate drink, Coke Zero. Since Diet Coke was culturally seen as a ladies' drink, pause for Dave, Uh, he's busy, Uh, they didn't want to cannibalize their own market, so they aimed at Coke Zero's marketing campaign at young men. Is that sexist? Uh, Yes, but that's it's sexist 
that's the that's how how inherent and systemic sexism is in right like like it's sexist to be like well only ladies would want to drink with no sugar in it manly men want drinks with sugar men want sugar and want to beat people so i was i was like it seems like i was right where it's like we done fucked up with diet coke and now science is better here's coke zero when i was in i worked in theater before i worked in television and one of my jobs was i managed the theater at a bar and i managed the bar uh and we had mill street sort of woo us to serve mill street at our bar uh and we went to mill street and did a tour and did tastings and everything and what i learned was mill street organic is their light beer Hmm. but they did marketing and And discovered that if you call it light light beer men won't drink it right because manly men don't drink anything light we only drink heavy yeah so they've called it organic interesting to not to not uh, put off men from drinking milk street organic it's actually their like Michelob Ultra. So I'll give you guys a tip about Coke uh, versions of Coca-Cola. They make a version of Coca-Cola with stevia sweetened instead of... Oh, I see that. Yep. It is fucking awful. Don't ever drink it. It is the worst tasting thing I've ever had in my How life. How do you tell? Is it a certain there, packaging? Yes, there's like a green... Oh, yes, that's right. The green one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the, the can's still red, but there's like a green... A stripe around the top or something. I don't yes. know. but And it'll say very clearly, Coke with Stevia. Don't ever fucking get it. I bought it in a pinch because there was no Coke Zero at any fucking place. Like, this was during in the middle of the pandemic, right? And I went to every grocery store in the area. And no one had Coke Zero. And so I'm like, fuck, I need something. So I just got the Stevia. And this, of course, was also before I had the Soda Stream. They all have caffeine, right? Yeah. 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 So it's not like I, I'm getting Coke Zero because it's decaf. No. no, you're getting it because it has zero calories and zero sugar and technically will help you lose weight. Is or Dr. Not Pepper lose weight, thing? At least not. Or just Pepsi on Dr. Pepper? No, it's distributed by Pepsi in Canada, but in the States, it's distributed by Coke. It's so its with, Yeah, it's independent. Okay, so with SodaStream doing the deal with Pepsi, will you guys be able to get... Dr. Fing- Pepper syrup in Canada. Fingers Hopefully. crossed. So I would definitely buy SodaStream for that. Here's my noob question again. Uh, I get migraines from artificial sweeteners. And also, go fuck yourself, Stevia. You are a chemical and you hurt my head. Uh, all this, like, have you tried Stevia? It's natural. I have. It hurts. Yeah. Um, you can t- you can fucking tell in the taste. And please don't try and trick me otherwise and be like, it's from plants. Don't care. Yeah. Still gives me a migraine. <laughs> so I don't. I don't usually drink dark dark colas, except root beer seems to be fine. Uh, and I don't do artificial sweeteners. So with you guys both, like uh, Dr Pepper, is is it the same? Is is diet versions of other colas the same? Like jump to in taste? Yeah, diet diet. Yeah, yeah. I've the had diet, diet versions. It, it's never as good, but I've had no. diet Dr Pepper. I did that a few times when again when I was on on keto, and. Uh, it, it it satisfied that I need that Dr. Pepper flavor. It didn't, you know, it's not perfect, but it was like in a pinch it worked. But I couldn't like, I couldn't, like if I was going, oh, this is my drink now, Coke Zero was yeah. my drink while I was trying to. But if I, if I blindfolded you guys and I lined up like. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's yeah. here's oh. a Dr. Pepper, yeah, here's absolutely. a diet Dr. Pepper, you could tell. Yeah. Just and I know I know artificial sweetener for me at least has that like tinny aftertaste. Yep. yep. So so that's the tell, but is is truly the flavor of the cola different? Yes. Uh oh, that's a good question. Because I don't think that a diet Dr. Pepper is that different flavor-wise. I think the dead oh. giveaway is that tin that aftertaste that tin aftertaste so what i think i do with you guys the next time we hang out irl i love it is i'll do a taste test with the sodas and then i'll do a taste test like with a mixer i'll get i'll give you guys like a rum and what do you drink with dr pepper uh oh there is something that you mix with dr pepper i'll I'll make some kind of like sexy mocktail for you uh what do you mix with a Dr. Pepper? I can't remember. I, I know there's something, but... I know Coke with the... Uh, oh, what's that? Uh, sweet liqueur. Dis- Dizorono? No. 
No matter what idea is now. It begins with an A. Amaretto? That's the one, yeah. Mm. So coconut amaretto gets you that almost Dr. Pepper taste. It, it actually. actually does. I've had that. Yes, it yeah. does. Uh, so I want to I wanna give you guys just straight up. Yeah. And then I'll mix it with something to see if that tinny after, like if maybe booze will it. cut yeah, that, yeah. kill that aftertaste. And then there you go. You just drink Diet Dr. Pepper mixed with booze. And then you're fine. <laughs> and everybody wins. Everybody wins. Okay. This is very fascinating because we only, I again, I don't drink it, but we only have Diet Coke in our house. Right. But Dave's also diabetic, so that's, yeah. that's a big one. Part of it. But he, yeah. needs, he needs a sweet caffeine boost. So why does they not drink Coke Zero then? Has he tried it? Or he hates Coke Zero. Yeah, no, I know really? people. I know other people hates who. It. who hmm. If listen, if you're used to Diet Coke, yeah, it's it is yeah. a very different flavor. But it's funny. I think it go it do, it goes this way, but not that way. So I have we have a friend. I think Dave's probably playing games with him right now, who drinks Coke Zero. But if he comes over and he's out of Coke Zero, he's a big rum and Coke guy. If he's out of Coke Zero, he'll have one of Dave's Diet Cokes. With rum, and I know, I'd have a Diet Coke with, with rum. rum. Yeah, yeah. And I know people that will, if they're Coke Zero drinkers, they'll drink a Diet Coke if they have to. Yeah. But Diet Coke drinkers, go fuck yourself if you <laughs> offer them a Coke Zero. <laughs> my my boss is a is a Diet Coke person, and we were at a we were at a keg in, uh, it was either Vancouver or Calgary. I can't remember which one, and. The, he orders like we order all the food, and then he goes, "Oh, do you guys have Diet Coke?" And the guy's like, "Oh no, we only have uh, only have Coke Zero." And he's like, "Ah," oh. he's like, "All right, I'll just have water." The fucking yeah. waiter, the waiter went to a convenience store across the street and bought wow. a bought a Diet Coke and brought it back. Did he get a big tip? Oh, I mean, I mean, the, our bill was like thirteen hundred dollars. I was going to say, people that did drink water usually don't tip well. So that's yeah. what he was probably thinking. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, he did all right. He did all right. Yeah. Dave, Dave is the same. Dave will drink, if it's Diet Coke or Coke Zero, if it's Coke Zero or nothing, Dave will choose nothing. Right. And he is someone who, like, if he doesn't have a Diet Coke one day, he gets really excited then the next day when he gets to have the day. Like, oh, I haven't nice. had a Diet Coke in a day. <laughs> he will still do nothing yeah. over a Coke Zero. That's hilarious. Anyways, well, look at look at everything we'll talk about to avoid once again talking about soccer. I think we did this last time. That's true. <laughs> that we had a big soccer story to talk about. It's like, oh god, let's avoid this for a while, and especially because we don't we don't have Tyler. Yeah, yeah. With us today, uh, but we'll try. We'll try and do our best. But then we had some late breaking, sort of Canadianity stuff. So we wanted to talk about that too. But and I will. The baby's not on my lap. He is asleep. I can't believe it. We are but also it jinxing is, it right now. We are jinxing it. We it is a Wednesday. It's like, it's like a no-hitter. We should not be talking about it. <laughs> so we are doing, uh, I don't know, Chris, if you did this with any of your kids, like a, a, a dream feed. No. So to try and it's, it's a new fucking trendy thing, but whatever, my sister... My sister-in-law, I don't think she listens to the podcast, bless her, gave, uh, told me about this dream feeding. And it, it works, but Rowan seems to wake up earlier for it. So right. you, put the, you put the baby to bed, and then two hours to three hours after you've put them to bed, you scoop them up while they're still asleep, you shove a bottle in their mouth, and they'll usually eat oh. it. Oh, yeah, And that's then you good. get usually another, that's oh. what stretches out the night. That's beautiful. So I'm uh, reading the literature on it, and it's it's like you fill the tank up throughout the day, mm -hmm. and then this is like topping up the tank so he can last the night without food. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So if we put him down, you know, let's say at eight, which we or eight thirty, which we did, he he goes two hours. He stays asleep while we shove a bottle in his mouth. Yep. And then he sleeps another like five and a half to six hours oh, right that's, now. And yeah, we're, looking that's... To, we're looking to stretch that. And then he eats more and then sleeps another like four hours. It's it's fantastic so far. That's, yeah, that sounds great. But what he has been doing is going to bed, waking up screaming for food within 45 minutes, and <laughs> then still doing his dream feed. So he's just a hungry hippo. Yeah. He's, but he's, also, he's a growing he boy. Oh, he's teething, no. so we did give him a bit of baby Tylenol tonight. Yeah. So I think that that probably explains why he's <laughs> currently asleep. out. Yeah, he's he's doing like 
he has the little flap of gum is oh, gone no. on his gum yeah. his cheeks are red and rashy oh, and poor little guy. drooling everywhere whining for no reason oh that's the worst Ooh. i forgot about the drool it just like pours out of their mouth it's so gross well so i've i've always he's kind of been a bit drooly so i've always kept a bandana on him and dave yeah. will always take it off but lately he's like oh god no we need to leave this on yeah. now <laughs> this is bleh. he just mm -hmm. he just it's ever we take i do little baby uh, mommy and me music class right and this is our third or fourth week and uh th this week he just ate the toys nice <laughs> he usually holds them and kind of like yeah grooves along the way babies do but this week it was just just right in the mouth, in mouth. oh hold on okay we're good we're good yeah today's playing fall guys so i don't i don't trust him to notice when the babies of course <laughs> all guys very very intense they're back into it. I feel like, the, have you guys played the new, the free game? That's It looks like it's Among Us, but for PlayStation? No. It's called like First Class. It was a Steam game oh, and it was growing really popular. Yeah, That's the yeah. identity game. Yeah, I still haven't downloaded it. It's called First Class. I tried it, but I think it's as good as um, like Jason. And it's as good as the people you play with and right. everyone needs a microphone or it's so stupid. Yeah. Because I, I like Among Us, but yeah. I like Among Us when you are playing with friends and you could talk to people. You need to be able to talk to people. It's the whole game. The And the best way to make Among Us better, this is a hot tip for everybody if you don't know this tip. When you play Among Us, don't have names on your character. You just put put a letter. So like, I'm A, you're B, you're C, and change the letter every game. So that way it's not, oh, oh it's dad, oh, it's mom, oh, it's, because I we played with the family a bunch of times. This way, when it's just a letter, they don't, you can't focus in on who it is. So it just adds oh, a more random. Cool. And then well, you especially don't with know. You guys, it's always fucking yeah, like Lindsay it, with Hitler. Exactly. Right. <laughs> or it's always like everyone gangs up on dad. There's no ganging yeah. up because you don't know who's letter D. Secret Hitler. Right. Oh, it's the best. We used to call it Secret Heather because my friend Heather was always Hitler every time. And we'd always <laughs> accuse her and she'd get really mad. But then it always ended up being her. <laughs> the best. Her and Lindsay used to get together. Yeah. <laughs> but who would be Hitler? They I will would just say, both be fascist all night. I don't yeah. know, Mark, if you played with us during the pandemic, but we got into uh, Avalon. I did. Which, I played Avalon before, though, with uh, Christian. If you like Secret Hitler, and I think Avalon came first. Avalon, it's, it's, it's the same as the Resistance, right? It yeah, is the game after resistance, yeah. Yeah. It, it's that, but with better elements, I think. Yeah, because you can, you can, even if you lose at the end, you can still win by killing, mm -hmm. I think, Merlin, right? Oh. Yeah. And it, yeah. you go on quests, though, and it's like, oh, you don't, cool. you tank quests. Yeah. And mm. it helps people figure out, like, if I'm evil, I can take you guys all on this quest with me, tank yep. it, and no one knows who voted against it. Right, except mm -hmm. when me and Jeremy both go on, and we yeah, both fail the mission. Fail the mission. It, and it's just the two of us. Yeah, I love when that happens, because the evil people can't talk, and it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like subtle, like, okay, who's going to tank it? They're yeah. taking both of us, and it's like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Well, game's over, guys. Okay, well, we've done our part to avoid talking about soccer. Uh, Chris did a great, great, great job with... Our, our subject heading. So we'll start with the Scotch boarding lead off because it isn't about soccer. Man, this is great. So please check us out on YouTube because Chris does a lovely job with titling, <laughs> titling our subjects. So we have tests in Turkey. Senators did the thing. OBJ puts the L in LA. Our Rogers bills are going up and CFL is better than the NFL. No, no, no. Just CFL does not equal NFL. That's not oh, better than, it. yeah, that just that does not is, equal, yeah. yeah. Better though. Is, yeah. Are the Tigers going to be in the playoffs? They are going yeah. to be in the playoffs, but uh, yeah. Whether it's going to be a home playoff game or not, that's it, the question. We'll find out did, on Saturday. Did anyone on this podcast predict the halftime show, or that was just Gabe? Uh, no, no. I, we. I think we've been saying we've all, all season. Arkells. It's like, oh, okay, it's got to yeah, be yeah. the Arkells. It's the only thing that Has makes to sense. Be the yeah. But then, who's going to do it next year? Oh, what when they when they host the real Grey Cup? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they'll probably get someone big. Like I mean, the Arkells are the Arkells are, are big, Canadian but, big, right? Canadian big, but I'm I'm saying we're gonna we're gonna get someone like big, big, like Drake, like one Republic level. No, one. like 
Like, Fall we're gonna Boy get did it Travis a couple years Scott. ago. That was pretty cool. Huh? Oh, God, that was too soon. <laughs> oh, sorry. <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> he is, he is going to get oh, yeah. sued oh, God, yeah. for a lot of money. Yeah. Because apparently he kept going. He, oh, yeah. he sure did. I saw, I saw you guys that tweet. Yeah, yeah, that video. Like, Stop the show. Stop the show. Yeah. Well, care. apparently the ASAP Rocky was on also on stage and stopped his show. Oh, man. What I loved oh, was, was around that time, all the TikToks that I saw were like other bands stopping shows when shit was happening. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I don't get it. Oof. Okay. Right. So I think we have other sad things to talk about. Okay. So test in Turkey. So uh, the NFL is ramping up testing. Uh, because U.S. Thanksgiving is coming up next week. Uh, I believe they will be doing double testing, uh, mandatory mask wearing for all players and staff all inside the club. Uh, they're going to have surveillance cameras in team facilities for the purpose of enforcing COVID-19 protocols. The memo said the league will be periodically reviewing the surveillance cameras. Uh, Big Brother is watching. Pretty so, much. Is this the Aaron Rodgers rule? Yeah, well, we'll get there. So uh, the NFL uh, Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Alan Sills, says that this one was huge. 81 players and staff members have tested positive for COVID during the last latest testing period, which is October 31st to November 13th. That's just uh, uh, two weeks. The highest caseload of the season. And compare that to September 5th through October 30th, where 97 players and staff tested positive. So almost the same amount in two weeks as tested positive in two months. Right. Uh, but apparently that is reflective of the communities that these teams are playing in, as I think we touched on last week. So I think there is a lot to unpack. My question for you guys is, yeah, is, is this the Aaron Rodgers rule? It's, it's lols. Okay, so you're going to be videoing to make sure people are following protocols. We have video of Aaron Rodgers not following protocols, so... I don't know where his punishment is. If I don't know if that's coming. He, he, got, fine. he got fined. Yeah, he got fined for that party. Right. He got fined for going to that Halloween party. He didn't get fined for all of his uh, For the, the breaking of protocol? Gotcha. The, the breaking right. of protocol is the entire season. So there's that. Will we see any punishments now that there's going to be surveillance videos? Uh, and then my second question is, with these numbers going up, they're going up, they said in the article, they're going up because they're testing more. Which, so, obviously, so well, do you did, think we're going to... What did Trump see... say? <laughs> to stop testing. So do you think uh, we will see an outbreak after U.S. Thanksgiving, gentlemen? Yes. I mean, I mean, listen, like, cases are spiking as is, right? So, and, and we're not immune to it. Cases are, are up here as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that, and I think this is, this is a good move by the NFL, because mm -hmm. you see that you you see what's happening, and you're taking you're taking steps and measures. And this is usually the season where it gets worse, right? So, and it's just it's like the idea of hey, maybe just don't see family this Thanksgiving is just so out of the realm of possibility that right. it, like we all had to go through two years ago. This year, I think we all saw people on holidays, but the fact that these athletes with a bajillion dollars can't go one Thanksgiving without seeing friends and family that they're so worried about infecting. So super quick, what team will have the most players uh, getting COVID from this and from the holiday? And will we see anybody fined as the result of Big Brother? Oh, yes, we'll see a fine. Worst team is going to be... Um, oh, man, I don't even know. I'm going to say like... Uh, Florida's too easy. I was getting, but I don't know. Yeah, I'll go with like Jacksonville. Mark, I'll go Cowboys. And will we see anyone find? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna say fines. Uh, and I am going to say I'm gonna say the Packers. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, speaking of the thing, Chris, I don't know if you have the button ready. Oh, that one. <sighs> Fucking Ottawa it's Senators. Indiana Jones when I see that every time. Wait, it's the it, Indiana it, Jones font. <laughs> so the um, Ottawa Senators have done the thing. At least 10 players are sidelined, uh, making three games postponed. 
Um, That's worse than so, the sharks. Yes, the sharks are the worst at getting COVID. At least the sharks played the game and That's won. Right. That's right. <laughs> so everyone's vaccinated, but um, they talked to Michael Delzato, and he was shocked at how quickly it went through their system. Uh, Drake Batherson became the 10th senator to join the COVID-19 protocol. Uh, joining teammates Austin Watson, Nick Holden, Josh Brown, Connor Brown, Dylan Gramble, Matt Murray, Victor Met, Alex uh, Formanton and Nikita Zaitsev, all along with assistant coach Jack Cupano, uh, all remain on the protocol as of Wednesday. So this is the first time in the NHL that games are being postponed. Uh, do you see more games happening? And and how do you guys feel about postponing the game? So I'll just get to the Delzato quote. Um, the the decision to postpone caught him by surprise. He said, we would have kept battling. It is what it is. I was under the impression at the start of the year, no matter what, we wouldn't be postponing games. To be honest, I was a bit shocked, especially as it's laid into it. I what mean, do you guys think about postponing games and not just like, fuck it, you guys were stupid. You're, you have to play. I mean, for me... Not, uh, the, not the players with COVID. Sorry, I just want to be right, clear yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, like, no, you just know. mean the team plays. For me, yeah. 10, 10's a lot. That's, that's the thing. 10, 10 is a lot. If like yeah. the Sharks was seven, they were still able to fill the team. I think ten, like ten. That's that's uh, what more than half or almost half the roster. Yeah. So. So, so you just it's like, but do you guys not think it should be okay then if you can't fill fill the team, then you, you take the games? I mean that that's the way I would do it. Um, but they I don't have to think... worry about the paying customers as well. It's like they bought tickets for this. Hey, like... I was just about to say I can hear Mark yeah. in the voice that he does going the monies. Well, <laughs> the monies. I mean, but hang on a second. Would anybody even notice since nobody's uh, at those fucking games? Toronto fans that bought tickets and, right. and drove the four hours to Ottawa would definitely. And those notice. games, they weren't necessarily in Ottawa. It's just, I think uh, two were road oh. games: New Jersey and Rangers. Oh, okay. So those teams definitely want their money. Yeah, they want, especially the Rangers. Maybe not New Jersey, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Chris's uh, pièce de résistance, <laughs> his, chef, his chef's kiss of titles, OBJ puts the L in L.A. I, he hadn't signed with the Rams, but the last podcast, right? No, so he, this, this is new. Yeah, he said he wanted to go to a winner. That was our... Mm-hmm. So my first question is going to be, are you guys shocked? Because apparently it was, it was kind of down to... No, I don't think anyone had the Rams on the radar. No, everyone didn't thinking, need them. Exactly. Everyone was thinking Green Bay. Well, they need him now. <laughs> yeah. um, everyone yeah. was thinking Green Bay, where he'd be wide, res- you know, wide receiver two. Mm, but he went yeah. to LA, where he'd be two point five at best. Three at so, best. I would say. So, are you guys surprised that he went to LA? And then they they started him last week because there were some injuries, and we joked that his dad put a hit out <laughs> on people to get his son playing time. Uh, I thought it was a little bit gimmicky that they threw to him first. He gave up on the play. Did you see that? It was awful. Yeah. And then, and then kind of never again. So then my second question is, was that an anomaly? Will they use him? Oh, God. Better yeah. next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once he learns so, the play. Hey, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Start the clock. Okay, there you okay. go. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, once he learns the playbook and knows where to go, then he'll get familiarized with the the system and plus they'll probably take over Woods spot now that's well, available. Not, yeah. Now that Woods is done for the season. Yeah. I um, I mean he this is what he wanted. He wanted a contender. Now he's on a contender. Mm-hmm. Uh the contender that got the shit smashed out of them by a garbage 49ers team. Hey, Niners beaten them five straight times now. Kyle owns Sean McVay. That's crazy. And last year the Niners had two Different quarterbacks win games for them well, against the brand. And that's the thing. It's a division game, right? Division games are always yeah. different. So Yeah, because you know your opponent so well. You, yeah. you know, you, you're familiar with some of the, the looks you get. Yeah. So are you guys surprised that he went to L.A. in general? Well, no. yeah, before. Well, I mean. Yeah, you're right. Before he was the, the, yeah. Yeah, before the injury, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now that yeah. the injury happens, it makes nothing but sense. Clock mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess, you know, as a. As a man of color, I can only imagine the draw towards a city like Los Angeles compared to Green Bay, Wisconsin, which, right, which is- I, I have had the pleasure of being to. It is exceptionally white. And well, one how- of the major highlights is a Target that I went to. Nice. 
And how far is it from Kenosha? Right? Right? Yeah, it's 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 a very small town. Yeah. It's there's literally nothing there. Aside from we had to stay half an hour away to stay in a hotel. Like That's if there's insane. legitimately nothing in Green Bay. That's why they just buy shares of the team as a sports collectible. What, and a, ridic- else. what a ridiculous thing. <laughs> I will, uh, just while we're talking about football, um, we'll b- very briefly mourn Dave's survivor pool. Mark, I know oh. you were out a while ago. I was out uh, last week. Oh, I thought you were out you, earlier. Who did you Dave, have last uh, week? Freaking Cowboys who got smoked by the Broncos. You're welcome. Yeah. It, it not to one up. I don't want to discount your feelings, Mark, because they're valid, and and just because our feelings are worse mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't discount yours. Dave got out on that Steelers game. Oh, no. even though I told him not to, because he sent me a message. He's like, "Oh, uh, no. do you like the Falcons or the Cowboys or and the yeah. Steelers?" I'm like, I don't like either teams. I'm taking the other teams to cover the spread. Yeah, so he, it was a tie. To get yeah. knocked out on a tie, not even a loss. Not even yeah. a loss. Oh, my so God. So he, he and his buddy, had they do it together. They'd been locked in on Pittsburgh. And then when Roethlisberger was out, I was like, should you? I wouldn't maybe think about changing this now. Yeah. yeah. He was like, no. And he, he gave me his logic. And I was like, okay, I guess. Like, there's better oh. times to take. I think he was thinking about Tennessee. I was like, there might be better times to take the Titans. Okay, sure, sure, sure watching it with him and i just i am one of those people that that laughs when things are uncomfortable yeah <laughs> and i was pretty much just laughing yeah. hysterically the entire four because it was also I, I don't have a dog in a fight having thousands of dollars into our house would have been lovely but yeah. i didn't put the hundred bucks in to be in this thing it was that small glimmer hope when they missed that kick in overtime the line it was oh my or, God. And I, he got so mad at me dave did because i felt so awful for that kicker yeah <laughs> This poor guy is like, you know, no one has any hope for it's you. the worst kick I've ever seen in my life. You're this guy who's, dude, hasn't played since like 2018. And he, he's just, he looked sad too with his wispy little mustache. It was the worst kick. And though. he just looked dejected when he missed it. Yeah. Um, but it just, neither team seemed, so many stupid things happened in that game. Like they'd make no, an improbable no, catch yeah. and fumbled it right away. No team wanted to win that game. They both were like, hey, let's lose today. And, mm-hmm. and the football gods were like, no, you get a tie. Dave, Dave came running downstairs when I was like, safety, safety. And it, it didn't end up being a safety. They got the ball back, but then immediately fumbled it. And then right at the buzzer, I forget who it was, made this like beautiful sideline catch. And then fucking fumbles fumbled it. it immediately. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe it. Because I'm like, oh, if they get else... Crosby in place to make the kick, then then it's good Not to go. Crosby, it oh, Cros- Boswell. Boswell, that's right. I don't know why I said Yeah, Crosby. one of the other like guys that's yeah. that's you know pretty much a sure as much as he can be a sure thing. Yeah. Although this year Crosby's been pretty bad. He's missed yeah. like five. Who's Crosby kick for? Ooh. Packers. Packers, that's right. Ugh. He missed the kicks that one game, remember? But yeah. for me, I don't. It wasn't that last play, and I don't know if it was Najee Harris. I thought it was a, another rookie who also made a brilliant catch, ran up the sidelines, but cut in towards midfield when he could have just like what run out of bounds. And cutting in allowed the Detroit defense to come in and legitimately punch just the punch ball the out ball. of his hands. Yep. And when that play happened, I was like, "This isn't. This isn't going to end well for us." Nope. Well, at least the Lions can say we're not going to finish 0-17. Correct. Exactly. Way to exactly. go, Lions. Small wins. Okay, so we'll get to the next thing. Uh, our Rodgers bills are probably going up. Um, the Blue Jays re-signed Jose uh, Barrios. Barrios? I don't Barrios. Barrios. To a seven-year deal, this is the uh, longest-term most money since Vernon Wells, uh, but less money than... Um, George Springer on an annual basis. I, I think it's pretty good. It's a good deal. Under twenty million a year. He's twenty-seven years old, so he'll still be in his in his mid thirties when the contract yeah. ends. And apparently, the big score of this is he will still be under contract while Bobachet and Vlad Guerrero are. Right. So if the Blue Jays, and, and we'll get to this with their deep dive, if they can't re-sign their other starting pitchers, it's like okay, we got one. Yeah. So, do you guys think this is a key enough piece to pay this much for? And and is he is he a, a 
you know, a blue chip? Is he something you want to build your team around? He was a blue chip prospect coming up with the Twins, uh, and he proved that he can be an ace starter with the Twins, and he can do the same thing here. And the, the Jays gave up, you know, a significant prospect to get him, so it's nice that they were able to uh, save him or to sign keep him, him around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make that sacrifice or the the trade worthwhile, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think this is any indication that they're going to open their pocketbooks for other players? Absolutely. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think the pocketbook's wide open. It's not like Rogers can't afford it. Jet, Guerrero is still under control. Yeah. Salary wise, spend the money. I think. It, I think it said t- until twenty twenty five. So I'm looking yeah. at two players, and I'm like, I will spend whatever I need to to, to jump on this window for the next yeah. four years. Yeah. This team needs to be so, in the playoffs for the next the next four or five years for sure. Like and most yeah, of every year, I'm talking about. Yeah, like I'm not it's talking about once. I'm talking about they need to be contending for the next five years. Well, I, it's, this will be interesting as part of our deep dive. Um, so the CFL is not the NFL. Correct. So Nate Hawley was uh, the rookie of the year. Uh, when he played with the Calgary Stampeders, uh, he had a cup of coffee then in the NFL and was set to come back with the Toronto Argonauts, but the CFL declined to tender his contract. Correct. Because it went against their violence against women policy. So, I, you know, we don't have too much, I think, to debate about, but I do want to talk about it. So maybe start the clock now. I did just want to bring it up because... We talk about so much shit on this podcast of, yep. of things leagues do wrong. This is something that a league has done right. Yeah. No, they, mm-hmm. they so, yeah, they, uh, they have this rule in place and, and this is it being exercised. And that's fantastic. Putting, putting, but, go ahead. Oh, no, you first. Putting, go ahead. But pu- putting, putting like, like moral, morals right. ahead of the game, ahead of money. But and did it's, he? It's a pass fail too. There's no like, yeah, no. yeah. Did he do something else, though? So back when he was in college, he was arrested and charged with aggravated assault and kidnapping, presumably of a, of a woman or girlfriend, hence the violence against women. That was in college, though, and he played a year with the Stamps. Right, and maybe maybe that wasn't known to the CFL, like to the league at the time. So and this isn't a new incident. It's like once it became known I, to them, they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I don't think so. And and I looked at the, um, I looked at like news, and I couldn't see anything about specifics yeah. on on what had happened. And I think the charges were dropped. Hold on. Uh, in early November 2016, Holly was charged with felony kidnapping and assault. He was immediately suspended by the NCAA and released by Kent State Golden Flashes. Did we know that was a team? No. The Golden Flashes. Uh, in February 2017, three months after being charged, Holly was found not guilty. So charges weren't dropped. He was just found not guilty. Okay. So also good for the CFL because you right. know how the NFL's like, we're going to, with fucking Deshaun Watson, like we're going to wait and see how. It's just going to go away. It's just see how the courts, yep. you know, the court rules, like it's not a criminal matter. This guy was found not guilty and the CFL is still like, no, we don't. He still stinks. Yeah. We don't want I, him. And to me, this sounds like maybe there is something more because. Yeah. Because it's very easy to be like, oh, not guilty. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we, will, we don't have a ton of time for our deep dives because <laughs> we, we were we shooting the shit. Well, let's, let's do the baseball one first. Cause... Okay. So the baseball one is Robbie Ray. Breaking news after I, after I posted um, our show notes, Robbie Ray has won at the Cy Young. And, and brief humble brag uh, Dave put a dollar on him uh, back at the All-Star break, and we are now $81 richer. There you go. So, Buy Mark, I don't know Ray if Mark, did you have money on him? I did, but much later, though. I got him when he was, like, uh, I think plus 450 So nowhere so, near your plus uh, 810 I think it was. Yeah, so do, I wouldn't go, I mean, record scratch. I don't know if I would go ahead and buy a Robbie Ray jersey. So Robbie <laughs> Ray has won the Cy Young, and that is amazing. This is the first Blue Jay uh, in almost 20 years uh, to have won the Cy Young, Roy Halladay being the last. Um, I think it was in back 2003. Back with Roger Clemens, eh? The only so, two years he's been with the Jays. Wow. Yeah. 
That's when so he started getting to the uh, the. Well, that was the HGH years, right? The... Yeah, that's HGH the I miss. Years. That's the I miss remembered. So the Blue Jays Ta- won. Ty Hankin was the year before that. So the Jays had won three years ago. Yeah, the Blue Jays won yeah. four. Uh, Cy Youngs. Uh, this will be the fifth. Um, they won ninety six with Pat Hankin, ninety seven and ninety eight with uh, Roger Clemens, two thousand three with Roy Halladay, and now twenty twenty one with Robbie Ray. I just it's worth you guys going through the rosters. Because I always say that, like, 96 to maybe 2005 were the very dark years they of were. being a Blue Jay fan. Yeah, they were pretty dark. And and to remember, oh, my God, there was three Cy, or there were four Cy Youngs yeah. on was... this team when it was extremely hard to be a fan. And That's what crazy. a waste. What, well, a, yeah, what waste a waste, then, of the rosters. And the Blue Jays never finished better than, than third in those years when they had a Cy Young award winner on their team. But I guess like this year we didn't we didn't finish higher than third. Did we? It's true. Oh, so maybe the Blue Jays winning a Cy Young is actually bad. I mean winning Cy Young's in general doesn't really isn't indicative of how successful your team is. Look at Jacob deGrom. Arguably mm-hmm. the best pitcher. Can't do anything with the Mets. He can't but it's just with- it's just upsetting they can't take such an incredible piece of the puzzle that once every five days you have the best pitcher in baseball and you can't build a team around it i mean well, look at the mvp long... finalists this year six all six guys didn't make playoffs how and long then mike trout is a perennial mvp that's true i mean how long did we have roy halliday on the team right that's 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 a win i want to ev- say like 10 years right that's that's a win yeah. every as a, a win every like seven games let's just i mean five yeah but you're gonna lose one or two right so that's at least a win every seven days and and you fucking you can't do anything with that had him in his best years wasted him so 2003 was the year that roy holiday won uh won his cy young but the rest of the team oh my god remember frank catalanato like that's the bullshit that was on the blue jays I just see his stupid face. He looks like Boyle from uh, uh, from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So oh. the, <laughs> I didn't I didn't post if you're searching for it to the 2003 Blue Jays right, uh, yeah. roster. Your catcher was Greg Myers. Oh, you have Car- you have Carlos Delgado, which amazing. Yeah, Orlando Hudson was your starting second baseman. Chris Woodward and his kleptomaniac wife, uh, please go back in the archives if you want that story, uh, was the uh, shortstop. Uh, Eric Hinsky, former rookie of the year. At third base, you have Shannon Stewart as your starting left fielder, Vernon Wells as your starting center fielder, uh, future Hall of Famer Reed Johnson as your right fielder, and Josh Phelps. As your designated hitter. Was your DH with a sparkling 268 batting average and 20 home runs. Damn. Filling out your team was Frank Catalanato, Mike uh, Bordrick, Tom Wilson, Bobby Kelty, Dave Berg, Kevin Cash, which, I mean, he's very successful, but not for playing. playing. Howie Clark, Jason Worth, who went on to be just a lovely feller, uh, and Ken Huckabee. With your uh, pitchers being Roy Halladay, Corey Lytle, he's dead, right? Who did Corey Lytle die? Uh, I don't think who, so. That, that who flew their happen. plane into the side of a building like right after 9 11? Uh, Kelvin Escobar, Mark Hendrickson, Jeff Tam, Josh Towers, Doug Davis. Ugh, I can't even go on with all of these. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Pete Walker. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, Corey Lytle is dead. There you go. He flew, let me just see if his death is correct. Yeah, so he, it was soon after 9-11, so it was investigated as five years after 9-11. Yeah, yeah. But I just remember it being investigated of like, oh my God, another plane flew into a building. Um... Yeah, look at this. What a waste. Yep. What a fucking waste of ace pitchers. And I just, I don't want this to happen to us as fans. Okay, so I watched the interview. They had him on Tim and Friends as we were watching the news break. And and Dave and I both said he keeps saying, he keeps talking about Toronto in the past tense. 
Right. And then after they had the interview, it, it was, uh, I forget who the other guy talking with him, but Tim McAuliffe was like, he seemed very dejected, Tim, when he was talking about this interview. Yeah. And he was like, and and they had all of the tweets from, uh, you know, fans writing into the show about, did you notice he talked about Toronto in the past tense? I noticed when Tim asked him flat out, like, do you see yourself resigning in Toronto? He said three times, I like Toronto, but. Huh. So that's, you know, no. I'm in. He said, I'm yeah. enjoying testing the free agent market. I am, you know, I'm enjoying being wined and dine. And it's like, yeah, okay, there's no fucking he's way not. here. He's, he's going to go to the fucking Yankees. So that, I, that was going to be my question. Is, do you see him resigning? I, I want him to, but yeah, with, with the, ne- the negative, the, the past tense, the butts, the, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. So that led me down, and I, I was I was saying to Dave, who is who's the pitcher that like signed with had a career year with the Jays and signed with someone really stupid afterwards? And I was like, I want to say it's Ted Lilly, and it was. So that led me down a, a Ted Lilly rub, although he didn't sign with anyone too stupid at the time. Do you mean so Theodore he, Roosevelt Lilly the third? By the way, so he had a career name. year with the Blue Jays. Uh, he was 15 and 13 with a 4.31 ERA, exceeding his previous career high of 12. He equaled a career high for starts. He nearly matched his career high in strikeout and innings pitched. He ranked first among the Blue Jays pitching staff in strikeout, second only to Roy Halladay. He filed for free agency in 2006 and was one of the most sought-after pitchers. It was a very thin year. Uh, and on the morning of December 6th, he informed the Blue Jays, this is 2006, informed the Blue Jays he would not be returning to the club, thus rejecting a four-year, $40 million year, or $40 million deal. He cited a change in scenery as his reasoning. Later on that day, Lily agreed, agreed to an identical four-year, $40 million deal with the Cubs. Crazy. That is why I'm not optimistic. Yeah, and I was like, "There's someone else I'm thinking of." It was AJ Burnett. It was the other one I was yep. thinking of. Uh, Burnett finished 2008 with 18 and 10 record and established career highs in almost every single pitching category. This is his last year with the Jays. He set a career high with 18 wins, appeared in 35 games while starting 34. I uh, pitched a career high in innings. He led the American League in strikeouts. Uh, he, he also led the American League in starts. Um, but his five-year contract with the Blue Jays allowed him to opt out at the end of the 2008 season, and he chose to do so, becoming a free agent, signing with Yankees, the Yankees. New York Yankees. Just like I, Robbie Ray is going to. I feel like this always happens. Okay, so first thing, predict who... Sorry, you cut out. What did you say? Predict who Robbie Ray is signing with. I'm saying the Yankees. I'm going with the Red Sox. Oh, either way, I'm pissed. I'm going to go with the Astros. Oh. No, the Astros just signed Verlander to a ridiculous contract. They need more. They need more than just Verlander. Um, they got a lot of young arms there. They're fine. Houston knows how to build pitching. That's why they're always contending. My question, they build pitching by cheating. My question for Mark, apologies to you, Chris, is in the last 20 years, because it just feels like as a, as a fan, the Raptors seem different. The Raptors seem to be able to draw talent. The Maple Leafs draw talent because we are the hockey mecca of the universe here. But the Blue Jays seem to lose it. If they build it, they lose it. In the last 20 years, can you name me some players who were either homegrown or had a career year when they came with the Blue Jays, the way like Marcus Simeon or, or an AJ Burnett, and then re-signed with the Jays? Well, like someone came up from outside the organization. Yeah, or or someone who came up with the organization became good, and as soon as they were out of contract, left the Jays. I'm thinking uh, the only people I can think of would be Roy Halladay, Vernon Wells, although Laws that turned out well. Donaldson Delgado signed the first time. Delgado. Donaldson signed his contract for two years after the MVP season. Yeah. Those are the only people I can think of. Vernon Wells, when he has big gear, got that contract. Yep. But Same with Rios. How'd that turn out? Well, well it's not about how it turned out. It's just I know. Whether it I happened. Because, I, I mean, before. We, we don't know if Ray's going to repeat this. That's true. Right? I've this... said, I, so, a couple things I've said well, before. Let's not, yeah, remember, a couple years ago, do you guys remember who won the Cy Young Award from the 
Boston Red Sox? No. Rick Porcello. <laughs> right. And what's he it doing now? Nothing. Yeah. And remember who the Jays got after he won his Cy Young Award and did shit with us? Or was mediocre compared to the Cy Young year? Ari Dickey. Right. Hey. They just always, wasted him. Always close with a Dickey. Yeah. They just they just wasted him. Um, just one fun stat is off of the 2014 Detroit Tigers pitching staff, there are now five Cy Young Award winners. Wow. Robbie Ray, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, David Price, and Rick Porcello. Yeah. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer are the only ones to win with Detroit. The other three won with other teams, but they were all on the same team at the same year. That's crazy. Uh, okay, so our other deep dive, which we have five minutes for, because we did this on purpose. Canada is on the verge of qualifying for the World Cup. Yeah. The and Men's right, World Cup. The Men's World Cup. Look at that snow, by the way. Look at look at the snow. <laughs> oh, man. Look, at, he's going to fall in the snow. Yeah! <laughs> the, the elation of that win, even from, from Dave... He it was last night and he just whooped and hollered for some reason. I was like, what right. the fuck is happening? He said, Canada just scored. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so the, Canada has not qualified for a World Cup since 1986. Mm-hmm. And that was their only one. Yeah. Yep. And the World Cup has been in existence since 1930. Mm-hmm. So we are close to 100 years with an World Cup appearance. Well, I mean, soccer's not really our thing historically. So that's my question for you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think it is changing historically because I think honestly the the makeup and this is this is my non-political white ass talking here. I think the the makeup of Canada is changing. Well, yeah, I mean I mean there are you know, we're we're a country of immigration. So people mm-hmm. move here from other countries, and soccer is the most popular sport in the world because and, and anywhere people in coming the world, from other countries are bringing right anywhere in the world. You just need a ball and a ball, and you can play soccer. Like that's all you need mm-hmm. is a ball. So this is why you know it, this is why it's it's so popular. But I I think yeah, I, well, like you said. People bring, but their I think love it, for it, it took the generation, uh, and I don't even know if it is a generation. People like fifteen years younger than us, if that's a full generation. It took that group of Canadians to come of age with the changing culture of Canada to be able to well, to play. Yeah, because fifteen, fifteen, twenty years ago, if you were a good athlete in Canada, you were playing hockey. There was, mm-hmm. there wasn't, you weren't playing anything else. You were playing hockey. And now I think the good athletes in Canada are are at least playing more than just hockey, and this is why we're getting better NBA players out of Canada. Um, and and again, you you look at something like the Raptors that the Raptors being in Canada makes kids go, hey, I don't necessarily want to play hockey. Maybe I just want to play basketball. And you know, as as much as I rag on MLS, but TFC is really popular. I was just about to say, like, and, as much as we all shit on the Argos, the opposite of shit, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Eating, maybe, the opposite of shitting, is is TFC. Like, right. the, the fever with which Toronto gets hyped. Like, they yep. do that, that parade march with the fucking Roman candles for just a random Tuesday game. Right. Like the hype around TFC is is insane. It's real. And and that's and that's only a good thing. Now listen. Because you brought it up, and I just want to mention it. I saw a clip on, on Twitter today, 30 years ago today, so 1991, they played the Eastern Final, the Toronto Argonauts versus the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at Skydome in front of 50,000 people. What happened in 30 years when in, in 1991 you would fill the Skydome to the fucking brim I got it. For the Toronto Argonauts. And now they're going to host these final this year. They're not even going to fill that stadium. That stadium's not even going to be full for these final. I don't know if it's anything that did happen. I think it's what didn't. Okay. So so 30 years ago, Chris, is your dad a CFL fan? Not particularly. Okay. My, my dad is. So we'll use my dad. Okay. Mark, your dad, no? No. 
No. So my dad is. My dad is is a white, not Canadian born, but he's been here since he was like two. So yeah. whatever. Uh, he's seventy one. So thirty years ago, he was forty one. He's that's my age. He is. Uh, he he was the market right that the CFL marketed to right. He is now seventy one. No longer going to games. He'll come. He'll come once a year with me. But the CFL continues to still market to my dad. So I think they they filled the stadium when they marketed to thirty to forty somethings, and and instead of continuing to market to thirty forty somethings, they kept with that age group. Okay. So I've heard this. I apologize if I talked about this on the podcast before, but it's a relaunch, so I will. Heard this years and years ago. The problem with Avril Lavigne versus let's say a Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne did not age with her fans. Right. So she is constantly mining the same age group. Okay. This is a very poor analogy, no, no, but no, I just I wanted can. to point yep. it. Whereas Taylor Swift evolved and gets new fans and grew with her fans and changed her music. And re-releases her music. Whereas the CFL was like, nope, this is the age group I'm marketing to. Okay. And I just, that's, that's what I think. I think the CFL is like, here's our target audience. And they just never change. Yeah. We talked about when Dave, when Dave did marketing for Wendy's, they pulled out of the CFL because they're like, this is too old. Right. Anyways. It needs, it needs, it needs something. The CFL Look at us something. talking about yeah, talking I'm about sorry. the CFL when we start talking about soccer. Should have been soccer. Well, I'm sorry. The question uh, that I will end on. Oh, Mark has something if, to say. I think. Oh, go I, ahead, was, Mark. I was trying to jump in when you guys were talking about the whole soccer thing. All right, let's, yeah. yeah. It, it it's not the demographic that is helping making Canada soccer better. It's the investment into the program. Because let's mm-hmm. not forget, we're, we're always a multinational country. John Herdman, when he took over the women's national program, turned him into a powerhouse. Herman is now leading the men's national program, and that's what's been the biggest okay. difference for the men's team now. And when it equated to basketball, it not, wasn't this was just the Raptors. It was when Vince Carter well, okay. came with the Raptors. Right. Superstar. That was the example that other kids could see, hey, you know what? I want to be like Vince Carter. And now with this generation, we've always had some good Canadian talent, but they've always played for other countries because there was never a good program to help mm-hmm. uh, develop it. Now we have a player like Alfonso Davies, who's one of the best midfielders in the entire world. And he's, he's Canadian. And not a lot of people, not even like most casual people, sports fans don't even know that. You have to be like a hardcore soccer player to know that Alfonso Davies is a big deal. And he plays on one of the biggest teams in the world in Bayern Munich. So huh. for, for him to play on Canada and be successful and lead this team, yeah, it's going to inspire that generation. So going forward, mm-hmm. especially with John Herbin running the program, it's going to make Canada soccer that much better all right so let me I, yeah i think i think it's i think it's a bit sorry because i think it's we have nation bringing that affinity for a sport you know and and it is it is in the investment right of kids saying like oh i can do that this is this is you need kids to think it's cool right no and that's that is the important thing now let it's me why add... you guys were all bulls fans in the early 90s right it's, <laughs> it's like oh jordan's awesome. yeah. pretty cool so let me ask you this yeah. In, in my lifetime, right, I will probably see, what, 10 more World Cups in my lifetime? God willing, Chris, God willing. But hopefully more, but, but you know, mm-hmm. 10, maybe 12. Well, let's just say 12. I'm going to see 12. That, that puts me at 90-ish. Great. So let's say I see, I see 12 more World Cups. Am I going to see a World Cup where Canada has a chance Oh, and, and I'm not I'm even I'm not talking no. about qualifying. I'm just talking about a <sighs> chance to win. It depends. I mean, you got to invest into these athletes. I mean, if you look at just the 2010 World Olympics for Vancouver, years before that, they invested heavily into these athletes and tr- because they wanted to make they wanted, that 2010 yep. success. On the podium, led, what, on the podium was yeah. the, the the slogan, and so. they led all countries in gold medals that year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It worked. It was the so first time ever, NG- too, wasn't it? Oh, no, that can't be the case. For Canada, yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, 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 yeah. I, but for the home nation, but no, that can't be the case. No, no, no. I don't know. Like, United I, States. Yeah, I, I said it, and then I'm like, wait, yeah. the U.S. is hosted, so that doesn't make any I sense. think yeah. whatever, whatever investment Canada makes, I think European countries will invest more. The way, like, 
Canada was off the podium for a couple of years in Olympic soccer or hockey. And we went, no, 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 this yeah. is our thing. This is us. And then that's invested. With, with women's hockey is that outside of the US, Canada, maybe Sweden, none of those other countries put any money into their female athletes. So I think and it's, it's like I think always it's always the same two teams. I think it's like Canada can be successful, but I think if, if they get a whiff of anywhere close, maybe they'll win a group. Maybe they'll make it to the playoffs, but I think I think other countries look, would be like, oh, yeah, hell look, no. Look at what Vince Carter did to inspire. Like, there's a lot more Canadian NBA players now yeah. than there was ever I don't remember Canadian NBA players when I was a kid. Exactly. Can, you name, can well, you name? I can name I can name you one. Bill Wennington, starting center for the Chicago Bulls because he go. played with the Bulls. There you go. <laughs> but, like... You know, and it's it's now normal for there to be Canadian. Do you remember Canadians in the in in the NFL? Yeah, like I don't. There, it was very right. exciting when there was a Canadian, right? Yeah, and now we have like we have like legit Canadian stars in the NFL. I remember when when I didn't follow football as well when I was a kid. I'd see a team playing, and when it was like the playoffs or the Super Bowl, I'd ask my dad, "Do either of these teams have a Canadian?" Right, and that's who I would cheer for that day. And now it's like, oh, there's lots. Yeah. So patriotic. Right? Well, if I didn't have a dog in the fight, I needed something. But I just, I think about, Chris, with your question and the Canadian uh, rugby team. And that, that, because I follow rugby probably a bit, a little bit more than soccer I did. And the Rugby World Cup, probably two, maybe two or three World Cups ago when Canada was Was, quite good. And then they, you know, they eventually faced France. Yeah. And it's like... Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, you thought you were good. You were kind of good. You know, as good as Canada was, there's always going to be South Africa, and right. there's always going to be New Zealand, and there's always going to be Australia. And it's like, God bless you. And I feel a bit that way about soccer. Like, good as Canada's going to be, there's always going to be Italy. Yeah, we're there's never always going to be, be Brazil. You know? Yeah. So, Chris, my question that we will end on, because ticking time bomb downstairs has started wiggling around. <laughs> what needs to happen to make you care about soccer, if not this? Oh, I I don't think anything. I don't think anything. Is it's, that it? Is I, it truly nothing? I just find the sport so mind-numbingly boring. Um, even I, with Canada. Even with Canada. You know what? We'll we'll see. Because apparently um, they're talking about doing a qualifier at Tim Hortons Field. So if It'd they do against the States, too. So if they do the qualifier at Tim Hortons Field, I'm going to go. Because it's, yeah. it's Team Canada. I'll have first track of tickets. I'll, we should all go. Yeah, like I'm gonna go. I'll wear I'll wear a Team Canada hockey jersey or something. And that's likely gonna be in like February or March. Oh, yeah. Hopefully March. <laughs> because that game against the States is in I think their tenth match, the eleventh. Yeah. Because I know they'll, they'll play two matches in January, two in February, and two in March. Because there's only six games left. March could be fine. I'll come. I'll come if it's March. March. March will be fine. Well, they're gonna do uh, that outdoor was- hockey game there too. At Tim Hortons. Oh, yeah. Mark almost died. Uh, any other sports news, gentlemen, before I go see to my time bomb downstairs? Mark's time to shine. Here we go. Uh, well, let's go with the hockey. And... I was going to say missing, the missing Chinese t- uh, tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Oof. Oof. Crazy. It's funny how, like, at the start of the year when the Leafs were, like, two, four, and one, people were losing their minds. Yeah, yeah. and Oh, it's over. Now, Yeah. It's over. Fuck yeah. it. Trade, trade Marner. <laughs> trade everybody. Yeah, get rid of Marner. Yeah. And then he rolls up like 15 points in three games. Like, oh, right. Oh, right. We'll just, we'll just say, and Chris, if I, if I may speak on behalf of both you and myself, aside from Mark Bunn, this is why no one likes you, Toronto fans. Yeah. It's true. But it's I think that's true. with any fan base. I think if we're like Pittsburgh. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. No, no, no. I'm in the, I'm yeah. in the, I am in the San Jose Sharks uh, subreddit. Yeah. And I can tell you that our fan base is not like that. Burn the house down. They don't care as much hockey as Canadians do. That's the thing. That that is not. That is. Okay. Vancouver burns the city down when they lose in the Stanley Cup final. That's what I'm saying. You you telling me that if Toronto goes to the Stanley Cup final and loses, that that city's not going to burn the fuck down? Because I'm telling you. If they game seven, you better board board your fucking windows up. If that happens, it was it was also the way Vancouver lost. Right. Though you have to, what you know, it was a game seven. We're down like three games. Yeah, like it was it, it was upsetting. Well, they were up three two going to game six, lost it. 
Yeah. And then that same year, they won the President's Trophy, so they were technically the best team in hockey. Eh, President's Trophy doesn't mean shit. Oh, remember BJ Ryan? Sorry, I had a website up that we didn't... <sighs> yeah! BJ Ryan. I had a website, best and worst. Had a great year at the Orioles, and then... Blew his arm out with the Jays. Best free agent signings. We have Roger Clemens, Paul Molitor, Dave Winfield, Jack Morris, Scott Downs. And yeah, okay, I'll take that one. Worst, Eric Hansen, 1995, too early for me. BJ Ryan, Ken Daly in 1990, Corey Kosky, <laughs> Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> and rounding up the list, Frank Thomas. Oh, the big hurt. The big hurt. Uh, they had a bobblehead for him, like ready, and yeah. like the next year, and then they got rid of him, and then it's like, oh no, we got to get rid of this bobblehead. <laughs> Dave has a Frank Thomas jersey, and it's amazing. Honorable, terrible mentions: Marty Cordova. I don't know if you guys remember him. I liked him because he was handsome. He's made a butt ton of money because he was one of the early investors in UFC. Oh, oh wow. Uh, Carrie Lightenberg and Tomo Oka. Yes, I remember Tomo. Obviously, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. Well, on that racist note, um, thank <laughs> Scotch Sporting, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube's. If you want to look at all the stats and fun things we posted, uh, like Chris's amazing subject for today. Uh, otherwise, thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to a Rebel Press podcast. Visit rebelpress.com for more podcasts.